0: The day, what, what's what's up, Emily? How have you been?
1: What's up? It's um, been a while. It's been a while, yeah, since we, I guess, caught up. Um, I've been good. I'm just adjusting to life here in Korea, teaching, and I
0: know. Um,
1: it's definitely a process. Um, yeah. What's up with you?
0: Uh, me. Uh, I, I've been taking a little break here and there. Uh, take a little break from editing reactions. <laughs> I get a little bit uh, stagnant in creativity. Mm if i keep on doing that but i still enjoy it i mean i still enjoy reactions because i still do it on twitch because just no editing just talking mm-hmm. but other than that just doing a lot of green screen stuff i mean they're, they're fun finally got my green screen back and uh, i guess people are loving that stray kids green screen mm-hmm. so been working on other things too uh more music projects and uh yeah that's about it at the moment and mm-hmm. streaming of course it's going well still going well
1: that's good speaking of stray kids sienna she choreographed that that song. Backdoor? Yeah. No, she didn't. Yeah, that. she did. <laughs> she posted about it yesterday. What? Yeah.
0: I did not know this. I didn't know it until she posted it. Yeah. I should have tagged her.
1: <laughs> uh, congrats stri- uh, to my boys or something like that. And she chore- she helped to choreograph it. I was like, well, not surprising. Oh, not. Yeah,
0: it seems like she's always doing something. Yeah. Speaking about the Stray Kids, they're they're one of my favorite of 2020, not gonna lie. Yeah, Yeah, I I became a casual fan too. I'm like, oh, this is great comebacks Mm -hmm. album wise too. I've been messing with it heavy. I have like all the K pop stuff, like all their, the whole thing. I was like, oh, snap. So they definitely deserve an award somehow. They're, their b-sides are pretty good Mm. so it's like solid album so i'm impressed um i never really paid attention to um straight kids like this that's why so this is like kind of new for me i used to only just do title tracks i'm like okay that's dope but i don't know definitely opened my eye oh also i've been uh i don't know if you heard of that show called island yeah been watching that that's finished so there's a new uh i think it's big i I forgot it's a sub label of big hit it's not under big hit but it's oh it's like b the bx
1: or B the x
0: I don't know. It's like b- big something labels. Yeah. Um, But the new group's called In Hyphen. In Hyphen.
1: And their logo in is sick.
0: Hi- tough journey. I, I don't usually watch survival uh shows, but I have these things called Sub Saturdays where all my subscribers mm-hmm. from Twitch we watch together. And it was tough. It was tough. There's one, uh, one you know, just the global vote, and then one of the producers vote voted in. And it kind of made me look how, like, I never really looked at Bang PD like i never really like knew about him Mm -hmm. or his personality really Mm -hmm. but throughout this time he's he's really he's really nice even when you lose he kind of like still brings you up he's not like he doesn't critique you as in like an asshole way that's what i meant
1: oh that's (laughs) good oh so he's not he's not like like, super hard on you
0: yeah like one uh there was a i think uh a trainee named taki from japan Mm -hmm. he he didn't make it through um but um this is like in the middle of the series uh, Mm -hmm. but um the way he said it, it's like, listen, he's like, uh, you're still brand new, you're so young, you have so much potential, but I was curious to see if you could develop during this show. Mm. But that that's what he was afraid of, like he was, if he wasn't developed enough. But he, the way he puts it together in his words is just like, just believe in yourself and you'll still be, because some of these uh, trainers are still under Big Hit. Mm, okay. And he said, I'll make sure under my watch that you will debut. Aww. I was like, damn. <laughs> It, make, it gives them hope, you know what I'm saying? So it's like they're young kids. They're like 14 to 22. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I remember people were talking, like the fan favorite was Taki. And I was, when I saw the lineup, I was like, oh, dang, I mm-hmm. guess he didn't make it. And it's, I, I know there was um, Jake and then there's Jay. They actually have. Um, Jay
0: and Jake, yeah. What's it
1: called? They have a lot of, you know how they have like the birthday things for like ads and yeah, stuff like yeah, 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 they have. Oh,
0: you saw that in Korea?
1: Yeah, they have, but not for birthdays. It's, it's just like saying, uh-huh. oh, do well, like. Jake it's been mainly
0: Whoa. Jake and Jay yeah wow mm-hmm. the American and Australian oh <laughs> oh they're American and oh Jake. interesting Jay, Jay is American Korean American and Jake is from Australia
1: wow oh, and they're both debuting I'm like out of it it was interesting
0: it was interesting interesting competition it, it was definitely and BTS was there and TXT were there oh yeah and, I saw
1: that BTS went to uh, their house but t- I didn't know TXT came
0: yeah no txt came at the end too at the end results as well but they didn't show them that much which was weird it was kind of awkward i'm not gonna lie (laughs) but even bts was kind of awkward like they were like delirious like every every answer was like giggling i'm like yo and then namjoon just took over like a professional and i was like see that's why he's the leader (laughs) Wait, they were. he literally took like like, giggling. Like, you know when you're delirious, you're just laughing for no reason. Mm, he mm-hmm. made something, like, I think Yungi said something awkward. And he just started laughing, like, ha ha, ha ha ha. ha. Like, that's all he oh, started doing. Goodness. And everyone started laughing, all the BTS members. And then they're like, oh my god, they're, they're tired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this, like, live? Like, is it weak? Is it it's this, not pre-recorded, that, that, right? that was
0: live. It was live that time, but I watched the pre-recorded. The VOD, video On Demand. Oh it's quite interesting and then a lot of my uh viewers, you know, have their opinions of who should be there, who should But I'm kind of I'm I'm pretty okay with the the debut lineup. Kind of makes sense.
1: I see. Okay. I like survival shows and I like cuz I get yeah. I feel more attached to the groups that I watch survival shows for.
0: True. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'll be more attached to this group too. It's interesting how they're going to do. But I do see the politics in this too in, in reality shows because reality shows are not real to be honest. Mm. Mm. i feel like they have some like strings pulled in there somehow
1: how do they get the strings pulled the ones who do get the strings pulled like, for them.
0: i don't know like you could tell I, just from other reality shows i know for a fact that it's not natural sometimes mm-hmm. they have to plant things to make something happen oh yeah uh-huh to create some type of issue Mm-hmm. you know not everything could be butterflies and rainbows right you know? right not yeah you. and you could tell by like the editing to who might be cut from the the team um, <laughs> if they don't show them enough i was like oh wow
1: speaking of show business um <laughs> sort of no yeah um our guests for today's podcast are from the producer song making label kairos music group by way of thank you brianna free part for the connection hey, thank you thank you brianna um but um we have on kairos or joe lee as well as samuel L., both people who have worked with who we've been talking about a lot today, Stray Kids, Um, Itzy. they've worked with Shiny on some Japanese releases, and um, a lot of other groups as well. Oh, and by the way, random fact, Joe Lee, or Kairos himself, is uh, brother-in-laws with uh, Pineal from BTV.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: so um, it's a fun little connection there. And most famously, I believe they worked on um, Twice's Signal. They were responsible for that. So um, yeah, we're really excited to have them on. They have some really cool insight on um, traveling as you're working. Um, They were going from China to Korea and they had to like pull some stuff (laughs) uh, out of the woodworks to try to get it to work and it actually worked. Um, So yeah, really excited to have on Kairos today. And we have a giveaway that we are continuing, right Dre?
0: True, that giveaway is the Huasa Maria, right? Giveaway. Mm -hmm. we're still going Yes, just keep on going and bringing in like you know entering the competition (laughs) not competition I say competition but it's just a giveaway and uh yeah Mm -hmm. just keep on entering thank you guys
1: Mm mhm yes listen to the last two episodes two episodes ago to learn how to enter if you want to okay yes so thank you guys for listening to In My Feels and we hope you enjoy this episode
2: well what's up everyone my name is Kairos um and I am uh, the executive producer and CEO of Carsmith's Music Group, and uh, I'm really glad to be here. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Thank, hey, thank you for you. coming.
3: Yes. And I am Sam Uyl, Sam Ewell, Sam Oof. U, whichever you want to call. Let's just say Sam Uyl. Um, okay. I'm also a music <laughs> producer. Uh,
0: I bet. Now I got that same like thing where he's like, do I call you Dre or J-R-E? I'm like, Whatever is like just go with whatever that feels comfortable to you <laughs> i'll, <makes> respond. <laughs>
1: I'll <laughs> respond wait so what is the like when i saw your name like stylized it's s-a-m capital u capital i capital l is there a reasoning behind that or is it
3: yeah so ever since college um i really like song lyrics and okay. i also happen to be a christian mm. and i was listening to a christian song called before the throne of god above and there's a there's a line that ends with upward i look upward uh, I look. looking upwards is u-i-l geez. when i saw that i was like wow like that's a that's really profound you know given the context and so i kind of stuck that on my name i mean for some time i was like playing music by myself solo and i called myself upward i look and then okay after that i was like samuel s-a-m-u-e-l <laughs> and then i switched the e out and replace it with an eye, so oh. I thought it was really clever for that. I don't know if you agree.
1: It is. It well, is. With
0: that background story, yeah, for sure. <laughs> 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 if I didn't know that, I'd be like, that's cool. <laughs> I'll like, just be like I'll just call you that, you know?
1: <laughs> right. But that's a cool story. I love that. I love that.
0: Where did uh the name Kairos originate?
2: Um Kairos, uh well, I'll just kinda um go back a little bit. So in twenty um I worked out of a studio called uh, Songworks in Chicago, and uh, okay. I had like the best boss. I had amazing colleagues, and uh, at the time, my wife um, she, she was a professor at college, at a college. Uh, right when she entered her twenties, so things were just really good. Um, everything was really good for us, but I always saw that you know comfort was a, a was a ceiling, and I felt that living in Chicago um, somewhat limited us um, from growing more and and, um, and okay. The- So a big part of that um decision making, you know, we took a a giant leap, decided to, you know, just drop everything and uh you know move out west, uh start, you know, from ground up. And it required a lot of faith. And you know, we went through a lot of different, you know, challenges and struggles as, as you know anyone can imagine. For sure. But um the big part of that was timing. And uh much like Sam, um, I also am a Christian and the, the meaning behind Carlos, it means in God's perfect timing. So a lot of things, I think, just came together when things were, you know, not making sense at, at times and, you know, things were um, challenging. But overall, when I do reflect back, and I'm going to, you know, kind of go into just different things where um, I think, you know, I'll be able to tell some stories and things like that. Um, oh, yeah. as, but, you know, just um, that's, that's where the name originates from, just in, in God's perfect timing.
1: I like that. Is this quarantine time like a rut for you guys or is this kind of a time, is it, or also is it any different than, you know, if you guys were in a studio, um, I guess solo working alone, like, like, is this a, I guess prosperous time or no right now? What'd you say?
2: Uh, well, I know that, you know, there's a certain type of energy inside of a studio and working with others. Definitely. Um, you know, that is an important factor. Uh, but I honestly don't mind not seeing anybody <laughs> that's just personally, <laughs> I, I don't mind sending tracks, receiving ideas back. Uh, that's totally fine with me. Um, I, you know, there are things that I don't like about studios. Like, you know, one of the things I hate the most during recording sessions is, when I, is like I give a genuine reaction to a good idea, right. Or a good take. If someone, you know, does a, a really good take, I does a, I, I, I react to it. I scream. I go, yeah, you know, just to kind of add to the energy mm-hmm. and I realized the engineer didn't even have the talk back on. So I literally oh. just screamed to myself, you know, and, <laughs> and, and so awkward. Yeah. And I go, Hey, can you please, uh, can you put the talk back on? And then I would do the, whoo, yeah. You know, again, and it's, it's almost like someone threw a, sur- a surprise birthday party for someone, you know, and, and <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't get the picture. So they have to do it again. And it's, <laughs> That's really awkward actually. Yeah. <laughs> it is awkward. But it does happen like moments like that, yeah.
1: Okay, Samuel, do you feel the same way?
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, I think the biggest difference, um I actually like it a lot. I'm I'm definitely an introvert. Um I enjoy mm. like being by myself generally speaking. I do well in groups as well, but um I appreciate that aspect of it. Um and then I think a major difference is honestly like you know, we work remotely and there's been several times where we'll work with people and like never even talked before, you know, like there's mm, never true. a conversation, like we never met properly. Like, um, and in some ways it's interesting because you can work from a, like a zero context situation. Like it's just the music, like you're not vibing off of each other's personalities, which could be really important in a lot mm-hmm. of circumstances, but it's a unique, opportunity to just see it as like the music like just look at it from a musical standpoint whether it be a top line or a beat or whatever and just like give them your idea and they're receiving it without a context of what your personality might be and in some ways it's like having no context is like it's like looking at the work just for itself and it's okay. like non-biased you know hmm. and it, that's there's something there's a challenge there but then i think it makes the work a little bit more refined in some regards
1: so when you're let's say you're contacted okay you guys have worked with jyp a number of times like you're contacted by jyp you are gonna work with stray kids like for a song camp or whatever it might might happen to be do you feel like you have to research who this who you're going into you know a studio with or no
3: well personally i think it's always important to know what a group's sound is because i think for anyone that's outside of the k-pop realm right like let's yeah. say a casual K-pop fan, because there's casual fans for all things, right? For sure. Casual K-pop fan is going to think like, well, K-pop is K-pop. K-pop is all the same. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not. Like, each group has its own identity. If they Mm -hmm. haven't found their identity yet, they're fighting to find their identity. Mm -hmm. They're trying to put their unique stamp in uh, the market, you know, which is a a grand market at this point. And so, you know, they want to work with people, I'd imagine, that know that goal, that know that the the group and the label is trying to progress in a certain direction. You know, they're mm-hmm. not trying to stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that they would appreciate, you know, songwriters, producers, top liners that have that visionary mindset as well. You know, instead of just being like, well, this is what I'm good at. Uh, so, you know, take it or leave it. You know, we'll Run see. You know, like, I don't think that's the best mentality. The best mentality is just like, okay, I, I, I know this group's work. I see what they're good at. I see, you know, what they're trying to do. And maybe they might be thinking this way in the future or like whatever, you know?
0: Mm.
3: So that's kind of how I take it.
1: And so it's really, I guess, it, it, like you mentioned, sometimes it's not super important to be vibing with whoever you're in the studio with. And sometimes it, like, I know like, and, and yeah, I know you guys have worked with like Jeremiah and people like that, like within the R&B sort of realm. And those studio sessions, from what I understand um, are very much like the 12, 12 or 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. sort of thing where people are drinking and stuff like that like and I I don't know if it's any different you know in Korea but like um have you found differences where like maybe you know with one genre you might be vibing more it's more about the vibe and then others are more about like let's just pound this out get this work done sort of thing
2: well I think that actually that's a very um good question because something I I spent a lot of time actually talking with the a and the a are they have the role where they're kind of the uh well they they get to manage between you know the the writers and also the artists and the label so um i spend time just talking with them one of the things that i I get to do is um i share with them just the importance of us vibing just like Mm. you said and you know i I tell them sometimes it's actually more important that we actually talk laugh enjoy each other have fun then more so more so than actually writing the songs itself because if we're able to understand each other at a level where you know now we can really open up and you know we, we don't have to feel guarded we don't have to feel like you sure. know, good enough is this you know is this bad I think just overall if we just open that um, that up and, and just allow <laughs> us to really explore then we get to really find some uh, unique success you know and um, and I've been in situations where during camps I did you know i'll spend more time just talking with the ARs and you know talking to the writers and i remember one camp we had three cuts in one day which is pretty significant that's that's a lot of songs uh to get cut so you know i i think that is very important and it's not always just the artists but it's you know it could be the people that's around them you know sometimes it's the manager sometimes it's the the intern i spent a lot of time even talking with the interns as well you know. um and you get a lot of great insight from them because they get to see something you don't you know and so i think it's always important to engage i I don't i don't believe in this whole like ego thing where you walk in you're like yeah i'm a big shot like you know i don't want to talk to anybody (laughs) like you know i mean you see that too absolutely yeah and you know you walk into like like you guys were saying you walk into uh basically a party i mean you walk in there's everyone doing basically everything you could think of um and I think you know, in a situation like that, you just try to you just try to stay focused and try to figure out you know what the common goal is. Mm. Mm.
0: So, you, do you talk to like the idol artists themselves, or just more of like their A and well, I guess it depends on the situation.
2: Yeah, you know what? I'll actually say this: they, you know, in Korea especially, um, they have this polite system, right? This uh, mm. uh like like the polite culture, and um, in in the beginning, it's very quiet, like you know, even we can like, especially us being American, like we can be very loud. We can, you know, uh, start up some questions, but I think it picks up, it starts picking up things. Uh, it starts picking up a little bit more when we're able to connect beyond just the music. So that's kind of where I I went back to just, uh, you know, vibing and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but once it does, yeah, we, we get to kind of share ideas and they they get to open up and they share their ideas and i think sam you know you could share more about the the straight kids
3: okay like a specific story i guess was uh one of the songs that we got a cut for straight kids is is uh it's called chronosaurus okay mm. and this is probably the funniest story and that's why i'm mentioning it but um the night before we went to jyp the night before we even went to korea in the first place we were in shanghai oh we we're um you know a part of this big production and we were stacked schedule wise you know just working over there and doing all this stuff and then in the meantime we knew that we were going to go to korea and have a session with jyp um and with stray kids and so you know time is ticking the days are going by but we have to we know this is coming up yet we don't have the time during the day to make songs you know we don't have time to uh-huh. make because you know our schedules are so so stacked in, in shanghai so oh.
0: the
3: night before arrives and anxiety starts creeping up in my veins and i'm just like (laughs) what am i doing like what are we doing here like we have a jyp session the next day and we're here just drained and like about to go on a plane in the middle of the night so you know uh you just I, i write like a very simple like it just sounds so so elementary you know it's like it's nothing refined just like a little four by four beat and whatever little chords on there and then record like some rough top line in a hotel room sounds you know pretty pretty bad like demo (laughs) worse than demo (laughs) and it was what we could do with the time that we had and we went to korea like let's just see what happens here Mm. we we go in we go into jyp and then they we have a a listening session immediately you know like the the anr sit down um some of the straight kids members were there as well and then we just listened to the songs that we have prepared you know yeah and so they listen to this song and it's like you know coming through like very nice monitors and speakers and i'm just like oh my gosh like i'm so <laughs> i'm cringed out like i'm cringing yeah, I feel you. <laughs> right? um and then afterwards there's like the silence you know it's awkward as hell. Oh, i'm like God. wow they must be horrified they must think that like they're wasting their time or whatever and then the our goes uh i don't think we really need to change much on this i think we're gonna take it what wow. and i was like that's by the grace of god because it surely wasn't <laughs> on my part you know but um you know they, they definitely found something that matched what they were looking for and that was great um but sometimes that's just how things work out in in uh you know, the production field of things, like you just don't have time, things are just being thrown at you all the time, you have to be able to adjust really quick and adapt. Um, and they, they are a little bit stoic in the beginning, like, I thought it was because their reaction was going to be negative, but then it's yeah. really, as they wanted to be polite, they wanted to, you know, take time, like give you time to share what you have to share and stuff. But um, it turned out great. So after that, like, you know, we wrote another one together, and it was great. And then after that, we all went, after dinner and started vibing and i was like oh these people are chill as hell you know yeah they're, they're super super nice and really cool
0: wow i feel like i've seen so many like other like producers that told me like there's always been like really crunch times where they are like just sit in the corner of a hotel room sweating trying to make this out before like <laughs> two hours to make like four songs i don't know something like that like something <laughs> crazy has there been moments like that like i mean the jyp situations kind of like that
2: we'll just even add to that like when we were in china it was ext- we were in a Extremely critical environment because uh, we were on a show similar to like American Idol The Voice, and mm-hmm. uh, they had like celebrity guests on there. So we were on there as guests, and ah, yeah. we had to like everything was crunch time, everything was, you know, there was immense just pressure. And so going from that environment to Korea, where, <laughs> um, you know, I can, you know, we can actually speak, you know, some Korean too. So it's like nice. the environment just completely changed. And to hear that kind of feedback, like Sam said, was it just it was amazing just to have that um change of pace and um you know and dealing with it at the time and like i, I mean it was just like it was it was just an amazing experience just because we got to ex- it really fill out yeah. the spectrum in, you know what we experienced from um the the, the amount of pressure to go in there and showing them what we prepared um and i think yeah that day we got two cuts on that album so the intro song the entrance and also chronosaurus so um but yeah, yeah. okay but yeah, like definitely, I think there's a lot of moments where, you know, we do face um, pressure and, and uh, there's no, we have this uh, mentality where, and this is a good thing that I think is a really good thing to follow. A lot of times mm. uh, when things happen, we just got to have this figure it out mentality. Even if yeah. we don't have it, we just got to figure that out. And a lot of the things that the interns get to really learn and understand just even through our, um, our system is that you just got to figure it out. And, um, and definitely going into that um, situation, you know, we have to figure out a lot of things in, on the spot, but yeah.
3: And, and also just like, you know, talking about the pressures, you know, the crunch time pressures and stuff like that's at this point, it's like the norm.
0: Okay.
3: Because Asia, they, they're a day ahead. They live in the future. True. You know, they're like, oh, I want it by this day. And then it's really like, oh, you want it by today? You know, it's it's <laughs> basically. And at that time when we were at JYP, like, I remember just being real for a second. Like, I remember thinking, like, like, in that moment of silence that seemed like forever, I was like, man, do I still have it? Like, do I still got it? <sighs> oh. As a music producer, as a songwriter, like, you know, you start writing songs because you want to be expressive of how you feel. Mm-hmm. And there's like this... It has to be a balance because it has to be a true expression of how you feel, but then it also has to connect with the masses. Mm. You can't just be like, "Oh, this is how you feel." It sounds terrible, though, you know, because it t- it definitely could sound terrible. Mm. It has to be translatable, understandable, digestible yeah. in the public, mm. while still being true to what you're trying to put out, you know. Okay. and that's such a challenge, and it has to be new every single time. So. Um, that is a type of pressure that I think all songwriters, all creatives kind of put on themselves. And especially when there's a deadline, it's like, you know, way too short on top of that. Yeah. It's like a true sauna in Reuben temperature. <laughs> it's when your brain is forcing it.
2: I think there's a lot of like factors too. I, I mean, like also, I kind of wanted to share this with the audience too, that I think, you know, there are moments where as a songwriter and producer, and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, create fear or anything like that, but it's just like a real life situation. Um, mm-hmm there's gonna be moments where you have to step up and show what you got on the spot so as a top liner, for instance like you know someone that creates melody and lyrics you know you got to go into booth and they press record and go all right go and then right. you create me- melodies and everything has to come out um and so if people say you know one of the questions they ask is like how do you how you approach that um, do you kind of mentally like think of something on this you know before you go in it's like no you just got to go sometimes just with just like producers as well like you know they they if someone needs a you know r&b track all of a sudden mm-hmm. go, let's go with uh with ballad this time and you know sometimes they have to really just create something out of nothing mm-hmm. um so it's those type wow. of picture uh it's real because you know studio time is expensive i mean you know you don't have you don't have all the hours and you know it's not like you have unlimited hours um when you go in there it's not even just studio time. I remember being in studio with uh, a JB from God Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we had he he booked the studio um, for X amount of hours. I can't remember, but um, but things come up, and you know we you know people have to balance, and you know things have to change. So it's really like whatever pocket that we have to create, we have to create in that moment. And sometimes under that pressure, you know, we get some gems, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and things come up. So absolutely, I mean, this is just uh, it, it's. I know it's like some people it's just, you know, it's, they're just, they're just not cut off for the the, the pressure or yeah. in that moment. But, you know, I don't think it should be looked at in that sense. I think it's, it's really just um, it's going there. It's like, it's almost like stand standup. Uh, I'm like, I'm pretty big into standup.
0: Okay, and, um,
2: it's like, if you go on stage, you know, I personally like, that's on my bucket list. I have never done it. I've, I'm a, you know, I've never been uh You know, I don't have the guts to do like something like that right now, but I would eventually like to just give it a shot. And I most likely I'm going to bomb. But the fact that like I get to even just try that, um, I think that's something that is at least, you know, for me, that's what I want to do. I think that like that type of pressure really creates something, you know, something new, something um, bigger than myself. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different, um, you know, types of pressure and uh, anxiety, (laughs) I guess, in Mm. in moments. Mm.
0: Yeah, for real
2: said so yeah, like literally you
0: have to literally freestyle on the spot kind of thing yeah going back to stand up that's like one of the, that's a different type of animal right there like stand-up comedians <laughs> get booed on stage personally in front of your face and then you gotta get up and do it again
1: what's that that new york stand up like that famous it's not the one that the snl crew laughing, goes to or not laugh it's the one that the rock was at uh steve harvey went to that. i believe uh, Apollo. the apollo, apollo yes oh, okay, yeah that, that's just sad. Like that's probably one of the most oh, savage yeah, yeah. crowds, right?
0: It's like, they boo you off the stage if you they don't have to live <laughs> yeah.
1: But if they love you, then like you're set. Like you're good, I guess. What are the cases where you would have to just go into a, like a recording studio and just do a melody like that and not be prepared? Like when they're like, is it like a, I don't know if it would be a test, but it's just like, hey, like, oh, so-and-so just came in. Like, oh, can you go in and like give them a melody? Like what, in what cases does that happen, I guess?
3: That happens all the time yeah. wow. um, and you know I think you bring up uh, an important word like unprepared like, or prepared. Preparation mm-hmm. is like in terms of top lining or coming up with creative melodies on the spot like preparation has everything everything to do with like wiring your brain to be used to something to be used mm-hmm. to put out like spontaneous melodies you know and so For sure there's someone that's like aspiring to be a songwriter or a melody writer or whatever, like the best way to do it. And, and I hear the excuse like, well, I'm not talented or whatever. It's like talent is such a small percentage of it. Like a lot of it is repetition and practice. And, you know, if someone is going to uh, be a great melody writer, like literally do it in your room all the time or sing along with already made hit melodies. So, you know, what is a type of melody that is, you know like very translatable to the masses like and then that becomes subconsciously wired into your brain as like this is good stuff mm. and like it becomes second nature when you actually sing it out and if you don't have that under your belt then then really what you're doing when you walk into that booth is I, you cross your fingers you're like I hope something good <laughs> I, I hope whatever you know it's like don't leave it up to hope like mm. hope is really everything you can leave it up to once you know that you can do something special like I know I'm going to do something special no. let's see what happens like that's that's the, the right mentality to have I feel
2: like that
0: I think that way too you gotta like
2: <laughs> take the shot visualizing that you're gonna make the shot not thinking that you're gonna miss it you know it's like you, you don't go up to that and then think that you're gonna strike out you're gonna think that you're gonna connect you know like it's kind of like that mentality where I think you have to have going into these sessions and just even to like definitely like like add to the layer mind you like sometimes there's other writers in the in the room so in some sense, it's almost like a battle. Someone goes, all right, cool, bet." Like I'm going to go and do my thing. And then they go in there and they don't. You know, but so the way we throw that is is really like, so my whole thing is like, uh, let's check out our egos at the door, which is, you know, it's much harder than, you know, uh, being said. But because yeah. you can imagine just everyone's egos, um, a lot of these writers. But they come in and they try to check that out the door and they, they come in and um, really our whole objective is let's try to make the best record possible. Meaning whatever is going to make this better, we're going to try to keep. And collectively, if you have that chemistry, if you have that good energy, you know, good people, good vibe, good energy, just, it's all going to stay there and it's going to create, you know, what hopefully will be the best for the record. So, um, that's another layer too. I mean, it's not that, you know, you just go and then just like do it. And then the, everyone goes, okay, good. We got it. It's like, you know, there's A&Rs, there's other people that will definitely voice their opinion. And, you know, the culture in Korea, too, it's gotten so much better. But, you know, in the past, because of the polite culture, sometimes, and, uh, you know, I've seen people go like, yeah, yeah, this is a cut. This is going to be a single, actually. We, we got it. And I've seen that these a and say this to uh, the writers, and then they go in the back and, you know, they whisper to the other, yeah. people, oh, it's trash. Yeah. And then I'm like, whoa, like, you know, like, we just wasted so much money and time. Yeah. You know, going into all of this, and I think you know what's important is that we bridge that, and and um and essentially that you know that's a big part of what you know I do, and and I think it's so important because when I ask them, I said you know what is it? What is it that we need to make this you know go to the next level? And they might say it might just be the middle eight, the bridge, or you know the section here we can change it, and flip it, or change it around. I think then we'll be you know we'll be able to you know make it move. And I said okay, cool, then we got it. You know we'll do that and then um you know we've i've seen songs get cut that way and so Mm. i think a lot of this um barrier or this gap what not just in in the language but in the culture you know we can really um focus on that to kind of ease the the tension or sometimes the pressure you know that you know mounts up Hmm. jeez
0: man do y'all even get sleep (laughs) um as a producer slash songwriter, is it possible for you to sit and unwind to to music without connecting it to work?
2: Um, I, I mean, I listen to music in two ways, I guess. It's just one, critically, you know, I, I would have mm-hmm. to just really uh, all the way down to even, you know, 0. 0.1 dB. Like, it's like, so this is something so ridiculous because I think, <laughs> um, you know, this is like, it's not even audible at this point. But sometimes I have to really dial in because how that affects like the you know, the different processing in the, in the chain. But for the, for the folks that don't know, it takes three whole DBs to hear one volume on your TV. So if you hear, if you put one notch on your TV screen, like mm-hmm. or your volume, that's about one, it's uh, about three DBs. And so when I'm talking about like 0.1, 0.2, you know, it's really just more about the relationship, how that affects like the, the processing and things like that. But, um, you know, yeah, when it comes to critical listening, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm in the zone for that, but also I have to separate from that and just Mm -hmm. for pure enjoyment, you know, just, uh, sometimes it's like, I listen to some records from the nineties and it's like terrible sonically, but, um, but I enjoy it. You know, I, I love listening to music like that. And, and then, and then there's another, um, thing i like to do is, which is just silence, you know? And I, I guess some people find it very interesting that, you know, sometimes I just drive without anything on and. And you guys can imagine, like, if I'm listening to music all day, um, sometimes like the alternative of that is just being silent is good. You know, it's like mm-hmm. hearing nothing and just being able to think and you hear your own thoughts. Um, that's something I find, uh, you know, in, I, I find uh, good as well. So, Ooh.
3: for me, I am an avid podcast listener. Well, Joe Rogan podcast, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, just I was recently listening to that actually, <laughs> but.
3: And I, I've been listening to a lot of like, you know, comedians, just comedians in general. They have mm-hmm. great podcasts. Theo Vaughn is probably my favorite. Yeah. Uh, when I do listen to music, there's two different types of music I almost feel like because maybe I'm being super judgmental, but sometimes I feel like I hear songs and I'm like, oh, this is crafted to be a hit. Like it's mm. like it's crafted so that it can brainwash people into like singing it and buying it. So it's mm. like so it's like a commercial thing. And and I feel like in some ways, like, even though I'm a part of that, but like, I feel like the song's corrupted, (laughs) like, let it be art. Like let it be a true expression, like the melody and the words, let it be something that came out of some hurt or, or Mm having, you know, and you wrote it in your, in your bedroom. And like, you know, like you didn't know if it was good enough. You showed it to somebody. It's like, Oh shoot. And then it somehow accidentally became a hit. Like I love songs that are authentic. And so, and when it comes to like, you know listening to music like that i love listening to like honestly like folk songs you know where it's like lyrical you know acoustic music where it's not trying to be too flashy
0: mm-hmm. um
3: and then when it comes to like even korean music even yesterday when i was driving home um i turned on iu uh and i is probably my favorite uh like korean female songwriter mm-hmm. and it's because like regardless of whether she wrote it for it to be a hit or not, whatever, like her melodies are so undeniable mm-hmm. and um, I'm not the best at Korean, but when I do like look up her Korean lyrics, it, it, they're deep, you know, it's, it's good lyrics. And I was listening to the song above the time. I don't know if you've ever heard that. It's like one of the ballads. Ooh. It's an album cut uh, in one of the late, I think it's the latest mini album she put out the one with like blooming.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Great amazing track and the melody just sticks with me i feel her emotion like i love that but if it's not that yeah i'm listening to the von and joe rogan hey <laughs> interesting
1: what does it mean when a track is like meant to be a hit if that makes sense like is it just sick? okay yeah we
3: crafted yeah that's it's such a hard question because because people, like, people that are really skeptical of the music industry, they just think, like, K-pop or, like, pop music is you put it in a template and it should work. Like, you should put mm. it in a template and it's going to mm. be, a, it's like, then how do you explain, like, you can't say that about a hit because how do you explain, um, uh, what's that song by Lil Nas X?
0: Oh, Old, Town Road. Old Town Road.
3: Yeah, Old Town Road. Like, how do you explain that? Like, nobody put that in a template. That's, like, outside of the template. Like, those types of songs become hits, you know? So it's, like from a creative standpoint, I think any song can be a hit, but yeah. there is the other aspect of it where like, you know, a and and songwriters will think about like, what is the thing that's gonna be viral? Like, what is the thing that's gonna repeat in someone's mind subconsciously? And mm. I think there is probably a certain amount of math to it. You know, there has to be, um, because if there's no rhyme or reason within a song, then there's no structure and without a structure, there's no such thing as like catchiness. Um, hmm. But but yeah, like, I guess if you want to boil it down to like one word, it's catchiness. You know, you want to make it really catchy.
0: The hook and everything.
1: Right. Yeah. Hook, hook yeah. Them in. <laughs> um, when I think of the template thing that you just mentioned, one song that I feel like do- didn't like try to abide by a template was uh, Signal by Twice that you guys worked on. And um, I just listened to that and I'm like, wow, like, this is a very, very different song. Like, when you guys were working on that, like, what was the. The vibe you were trying to go for.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, actually, um, that's funny. I, I think I'm, this is the first time me actually mentioned this uh, publicly. Ooh. But I uh, I received the the ideas, um, the barebone ideas from JY Park, and he sent in. Uh, it was like the the drums. It was the bass, um, and the sketch was already to me, it was, it was great. Like, I, I loved it because I, you know, I'm, I'm a huge J.Y. Park fan. Like I, I and I grew up, uh, you know, listening to his music and he's definitely yeah. you know, on my, on my top 10, you know, writers of all time. So, you know, for him to um, send something there, I, I was just like, this is totally J.Y. Park. Um, you know, I, we started on just, um, just, just kind of sharing ideas back and forth. And I remember, um, you know, hearing his thoughts on it and, I think i I actually wrote majority of all the the top line the melody like in in the garage i think while i was like working out um (laughs) but it was it was uh it was something that i just vibed with instantly just because uh i I thought the track you know the ideas were great and then we worked on production and we you know put in different um i think originally the intro wasn't there so um like the the demo um title was called lipstick oh no lip gloss i'm sorry mm. and um it's it's like oh man it, i would share the lyrics but it was it was just it was just this whole idea like it was almost as if like um um like Nicki minaj like singing mm. so the, wow. the demo version is actually very Nicki minaj it's not it's not like really cutesy or it's oh, like wow. more like Nicki minaj style um it's like, like a true OG, like it's it's like, I think that's <laughs> the actual lyric. Okay,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: It's almost like that in the beginning. And then we kind of rolled that off of that. And then twice they recorded it and they came back like with their colors, you know, with mm-hmm. um, and they actually asked me to fly out there to record them. But, um, you know, i I, said, I mentioned before, like I'm not really, you know, that's not necessary for me. Like I don't have to, you know, see people uh, to record them. So I, I think due to scheduling, um i just had them send it back to me and it, it would just it just start building from there and i think um over time just within that period we we created something that was different from the original sketch um mm-hmm. different from even the ideas that i had and and then uh the last thing we worked on was the the hook uh the jury jury part
0: mm-hmm. yeah the basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah and all i can say really is like joy park he's a he's a genius, you know, and, and just mm-hmm. getting to work with him was such a honor and a pleasure. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always like, you know, to learn from, you know, someone like him growing up and to connect with him, you know, later in life. I think that's kind of uh, the magic, you know, just behind this, uh, industry, just being able to do that and, and create something different because of our, you know, different backgrounds and, mm-hmm. um, and culture really. I love
1: that. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. Led to song of the year. So
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Did. I, I have a question just about working with pineal like working with your family what is that what was that like working with him for flip sure. and as well as with b2b and and in general like with cube like when you're around family
2: well pineal like he's just so incredible and, and all of his friends you know already know this but he's just one of the most genuine people like you know he how he is on you know video or how he is on tv that's how he is in real life mm. and um i i remember for flip it was funny because actually i'm gonna back up to uh, that girl so that girl when we did that um i had this idea i was like i was telling him i said hey how about we try something crazy how about how about we just have you sing you know, like, because <laughs> everyone's not going to expect it. No one's going to expect it. you're going to, you know, you're going to sing on a record because you already have singers in the in the group. Why don't we just come out with you singing? And and he's like, yeah, I'm down. You know, <laughs> like, he's like, <laughs> it's so easy. Um, and, um, and we tried it. And, you know, we start, I, I at the time, like, we didn't have too many of that music going on. And I said, I really feel like we're going to go into this tropical uh, vibe soon. And let's just jump on this. Now let's, let's go on this, this direction. And someone like him to like, see my vision and go, yeah, I, I ride with that. Like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, it's just, it takes, it takes a special person, a, spe- a special artist for sure to really take that leap, you know, and for him, you know, he, he not only trusted me, but he, you know, he really wanted to build on that and be different. And so when we came across, uh, you know, we did a lot of different records in between, but for flip, Um, that was actually going to be my song that I was going to really, I I told, uh, I said, listen, I got this song. Uh, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm not going to give to anybody. This is my thing. Uh, check it out. And he goes, yeah, I want it. I said, (laughs) all right, you got it. (laughs) You know, like, uh, all all right. You know? And so he, um, you know, it was, it was just really quick because, you know, for him, it, it was a record. I probably wouldn't have given it to anybody else, but, you know, he he I know that I, I just knew that he was going to turn that into a a hot record, you know. And so um, he got Benzino on there and yeah. overall, like it really came together nicely. And yeah, I'm very proud of that record.
1: Yeah, I love that song with like the music video. He does that little that little dance. I can't I can't mimic it, but I love it. I love it.
2: <laughs> I feel like he could have made some TikTok videos, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 But- yeah. uh, They have a saying called trust the objective opinion of the majority. With that being said, do you ever have focus groups for certain songs? And if Emily want to chime in on that too.
1: Yeah, I I think I was looking at, uh, it was like a, almost like a business page, but a forum page. And at at the bottom they had like some like questions that they asked you guys, or I guess it's sort of an interview, but um, it said, you know, trust the objective of the majority. And I was just thinking like, I think it um, was phrased like, let's say you have ten people, and nine people out of those ten say the song sucks, but then that one person is like, "Yeah, this is a great song." Don't go with that one, one person's like opinion. Like clearly, like go with what the majority like is thinking. Um, so I was thinking, like in that case, I was like wondering, did you guys do like focus groups for songs, or is it more of just who's in the room with you or in the studio with you at the time?
2: I think for any artist or um, someone that wants to create music, it's always always important to have a completely non-biased um, opinion, you know, mm-hmm. someone that's not connected, you know, as a family member or friends, like someone that's just going to give a real answer or, or um, a reaction, mm-hmm. you know, uh, without any, like in, any sort of like intention behind it, you know, and I think, um, and so when it when it comes to, you know, for me, I, I oversee a lot of the music that uh, comes out of Cars Music Group, and I try to be that. I try to make sure that I provide that uh, completely non-objective uh, opinion, where it's it's going to, you know, give that feedback that the producers need to, you know, how you know they're going to shape their craft um, mm-hmm. and continue to, you know, work forward. So um, it's it's a it's kind of a sensitive area when it comes to um, discussion when it when the producers get together because obviously there's e- you know there are egos and um, different reasons why people want their stuff on there, mm-hmm. but for me, I think it's important that collectively, if we can, you know, find something that, and, and also it has to work the other way too. Like, you, you know, you, you you have to be able to go, yeah, you know, I'm, I can see that, you know, I can see your side of, you know, I can see your point of view. I can see, you know, where you're coming from. And as long as there's that equal opportunity where everyone's willing to see it from someone else's perspective, then I think there can be a discussion and I think there can be an answer. Um, but if, we all go into this with, you know, thinking like, well, I got to get on the split, meaning like, I got to get on, you know, the the royalty split, I want to get on the song. And, you know, I, I, I want, you know, and sometimes that that is kind of the the objective or the reasoning behind, you know, people trying to speak up louder than someone else and trying to get on the song. Okay. Um, but just, you know, overall, I think, you know, the way we like to operate and move forward is that, you know, we, we try to Really preserve the the record and make sure that the best will only make it to the record. Um, So, yeah, I'm sure it's different from you know for every team or Mm. especially every individual, but we definitely try to uh, you know see it for for that and you know and and I think um, that makes it a little bit easier for us to let things go at times.
1: I see. Okay, that That definitely
2: comes with a lot of like trusting each other, you know.
3: Mm. Um, But yeah, collectively we generally believe very strongly like don't corrupt the song the Ooh. song is like it's almost like um there's something that michelangelo said i'm not trying to be like some deep fool okay whatever but michelangelo when he used to like sculpt he would say like the the statue is already there he just needed to like remove the marble you know, like the song in some sense like when you feel like this song's right like when it fits like you're like oh that's what it was supposed to be and then it doesn't have to be any more than that but sometimes okay. people want to put in a little a little more you know because of various reasons like who knows you know maybe they mm-hmm. legitimately think that the song could be better with that you know but
0: mm-hmm. um
3: but we generally believe that like yeah you shouldn't touch it if it's like if it's good if it's good then it's good and regarding um your the the quote about like you know even if one person doesn't like it is does that yeah. make it a good song if the majority likes it is, is it a good song i would generally agree with that because
0: mm-hmm.
3: if a song is really good we're not even talking majorities, like a lot of people will like that song. If the song is bad, a lot of people will not like that song. So like <laughs> and if you if you have a self-preserving ego, you're going to come up with reasons why the majority or the masses are wrong. And if you can't see the logic or the, the fault in that logic, then like God help you, you know, like, I don't know. True. <laughs> um, but, but if you come at it from an angle of like, you know what, there's a lot that this needs improvement on. And I don't know exactly what that is, but someone else might know someone else that doesn't have any context that comes at it from an objective point of view. Mm. And, um, I think a lot of that ego is what holds back excellence, to be honest, um, you know, to be corrected is a gift, honestly, especially in the music industry, like from a creative standpoint, a lot of people want to be like the songwriters of old, you know, they want to be that one songwriter person that writes all the hits or whatever, Elton John or whoever, like mm-hmm. that day is over. Like now is a time to collaborate and that doesn't make you any less of a songwriter than those greats, than Freddie Mercury, you know, but what it does is it it might possibly make you even better because you are looking at each other for correction, for improvement um, and all you have to do is bite the bullet a little bit and be willing to um, hurt your feelings maybe, you know. And that's also one of the reasons why people are so reluctant to enter the, the booth to top line. Like there's been several times where I'd be, you know, working with somebody and they go to top line and they're visibly and audibly nervous. Their voice is shaking and all that. And you just can't catch a vibe because you're like, we're just trying to write a song, you know, Yeah. But the whole time they're thinking like, what is this guy going to think about me? What is Sam going to think about me
0: if I don't come mm. up with
3: the idea? But in my mind, I'm just like, yo, like,
0: we just need to make a, a song.
3: Like I, I, <laughs> have way worse ideas than whatever you shakingly saying just now before you know like it's we're all humans you know yeah. and people can't come to terms with that like that we're all flawed and we all have bad ideas sometimes like you know then we just can't move forward so we just believe in moving forward correcting each other if it needs correction and just making the best crafted song possible
2: i i remember um in college uh i was in his class and it, it was like a production class you know we we were playing some of the mixes back i think and the uh, and one of the students, um, he played a song. It was like, a, I remember it was like a hip hop song. And then the, the professor said, that sucked. It, it was terrible. <laughs> and then he said, no, it doesn't. You know, it's, it's, that's your opinion. He, he, he turned to the class and said, who, who thinks this sucks? Who thinks this is bad? Like 90% of us raised our hands, right? Okay. And he looked at the student and said, it sucks. This is no good. And he was hurt. You know, yeah. and obviously he had a, he has to hit. He probably had a decision to make. He can either continue to, to get better, or he's gonna he's gonna get stuck there and say that no, it's still good when everyone else th- thinks that it sucks. And um, that was kind of one of those moments where I realized, no, like that that does matter. Like you know, what people because you know we can like Sam was saying, we can think that artistically this is everything to me. I can express it in the way that I you know that it's gonna only please me, but yeah. then you're gonna be broke you know, you're, you're going to sit there and just play that music for the rest of your life. I think you, you know, if you're able to open up your art and really understand your surroundings, um, there's going to be a lot more that you can create, you know, just with your ability to create art. And, um, and I think that's a, you know, I I just remember seeing that and it was kind of one of those moments where it's like, man, that, that was savage. Like, you know, I can't believe the, you know, he called him out like that, (laughs) but that's, I think that's real life though.
1: You yeah, know. it is. Oh. And to deal with it in like almost every industry for sure, but um, I guess in that respect, for people who aren't into, into or you know, I guess full fledged producers or songwriters um, yet, um, is it necessary to have their own studio, or is it okay to like be at home and continue you know to you know work from your bedroom and like you have your little setup in the corner of your room or something like that
2: um well i think i think it's important to have your setup now probably probably more it's like at a time like this probably the most uh important time to do it you know to have your own setup um considering that you know people are just not going to the studios or going out uh meeting up with people like one of our studios um in downtown we we had like a 2500 square feet you know facility like a studio with multiple rooms uh, with multiple studios and production rooms, mm-hmm. and I remember at the time it was just great. We just had a lot of people. We'll bump into a lot of people. Um, just even going to a lot of studios in LA, you're gonna run into like uh, uh, when I was over, um, you know, at record plant uh, in LA. Like there's Will I Am, and we can just go down the uh, the hall. There's you know Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam, you remember we were at the Village. We uh, we're at John Mayer's room, and then downstairs we met with Usher, and then down That's the hall say. there was You Two um and like <laughs> you 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 bump into all these people wow. which is great but at the same time that's just not happening right now you know and so i think um you know just so that things don't stop you know we can keep things going definitely having your own setup you know is a good idea right now i think
3: just even apart from the pandemic like having your own setup is very useful not only for like recording purposes but more because you need practice like if you're trying to be an aspiring songwriter or a producer like there's so many people in LA that are like, I'm a producer. It's like, okay, let me hear your stuff. It's like, Oh, it's not ready yet. It's like, what are you talking about? Oh. You're so, you know, it's like, you <laughs> have to practice all the time. Yeah. Like, that that's what it is. Having a setup in your room is literally like, if you're a bodybuilder, like, shouldn't you have uh, a gym or like a weight setup? Like, Like, you, yeah, yeah. you know, like you got to train. That's what it is. It's like a, it's like a bench, like you're training all the time. And so, you don't need the best equipment, you know, like I know a lot of people are thinking like, well, how can I get started? Like even getting the the most basic level stuff is so expensive. And it's like, then pay less and get you stuff, like pay less and get like cheaper mm-hmm. stuff, get not good stuff. Like it's fine, but record yourself, you know, like record yourself and know your voice, you know, learn to stop cringing at your own vocals, you know, learn to fix your vocals, edit your vocals, whatever it might be, make it sound, mm-hmm. or, you know, if you're a beat maker, like Make that kick drum sound fatter than ever. It's like figure out a way to do that. Like learn EQing on YouTube. Like school is literally on YouTube if you want to engineer. You know, like and so the the resources are endless. Literally, resources resources are endless. And at this point in the pandemic, time is also endless. You know, like (laughs) you literally spend your time doing something new, investing in yourself. And a lot of times people don't want to do that because it's a scary venture. I get it. Doing something new is scary because you might fail. But once again, if your ego is not a part of it, then you're not going to be that afraid of uh, failure.
2: Yeah, the, the equipment is only good as the person running behind it. Yeah, I think that's something that's so important because I think everybody wants to get the best equipment, best this, and best that. You know, um, but for sure, like I think in our um, our in our industry, we want to definitely work on our craft, and I think. You know, a taste is a big part of it because, right? Because, like, you know, essentially, like the the fans and the consumers they buy for your taste. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not because you had some fancy you know equipment, not because you have some amazing connection. Um, they go for your taste, and so if a lot, you know, for a lot of the the younger viewers out there that are starting up, you know, their production work or their um, their music, mm-hmm. it's important to develop your taste. Um, and I think that's one of the things that you know we really have to um. You know develop you know as like a come up uh, writer or artist or anything
3: like that if you guys had to choose just in k-pop if you had to choose your favorite k-pop group of all time
0: uh, i'm always a i'm a loyal big bang fan so oh, okay it's the only reason like that's how i got into k-pop because i was super into like neo usher and i was like Taeyang had his solo It was basically like neo and usher <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i need a girl wedding dress kind of stuff i'm like all right and that's how I got into it. I was like, all right.
2: That was a really good record. I need to yeah. know.
1: Um, I would have to choose between uh probably Shiny and Stray Kids. Shiny. Yeah. I, I can't choose either, um, or between yeah. the two. But I think
0: If film was hanging off the cliff now I'm playing. <laughs> but... <laughs> no.
1: I don't know. Yeah, between those two, I would have to choose between those two for sure. What about y'all? Oh man. Um
2: oh, Daniel, that's easy. B two B, yeah.
1: All right, what about you, Sam? Well,
3: male or female? Can I can I give you that? You can, you can. Man, that's really hard. Um, female-wise, I think my favorite, like, there's there's other groups that has more songs that I like actually, which is interesting. But my favorite mm. female group is probably Red Velvet. I felt like you nice. we were gonna say that. Yeah. Same. Okay. They, they're the most daring. You know, SM in general, like they're not so, it it seems like they're not so concerned with like, let's make sure this hits number one. It's more like, let's try to push the, the yeah, I feel that. And I really, really appreciate that. As for boy groups, like, I honestly don't know if there's anyone doing it better than BTS. Uh, They're killing killing it. Apart from like their popularity, just even their stuff, like before they blew up into Mm -hmm. the the Beatles 2.0, like, (laughs) songs were so good, you know, even before. I would argue possibly even better than, like
2: lately. The new ones. Mm-hmm. I
0: I kind of agree myself. Mm-hmm. I I love the, like their older albums. I was like, that's where I got
2: into it. I actually like um, ITZY. I gotta put that in there because ITZY. Like, Having a group like that since I feel like t- like twenty one or something, you
0: know. Yeah, ITZY's been killing it.
1: I was gonna have one. I guess, and you know, talking about K-pop um, right now, the song camps. Um, are those a very competitive? um environment to be in or is it kind of like a it seems from what i've heard very collaborative like everybody comes together works together you turn out these songs like working however many hours for that one week and then you know you just show the song the songs later it's not like let's pick and choose sort of thing or is or is it that way i guess
3: when a song gets uh, picked or chosen that's like that's for later to decide think, but the songwriting process is always going to be like maybe two or three maybe four people max like in like per room per production room Mm. and then like the schedule kind of like shifts around and stuff like that but it is collaborative but then like there's no doubt it's going to be competitive in a fun way you know it's not Mm. like trying to undercut each other or something like that but at the end of the day like when you show each other the songs you guys all wrote in one room you guys are blasting it and you know, everyone's kind of like looking at each other, like sizing each other up. You know, like oh, you're for okay. sure.
2: I mean, I also got. to, I want to add too. Like, I'm not gonna mention the the agency or um, any names, but I remember um, we were at a camp, and um, I remember one of the writers. She's she's from from the states, and um, and she, you know, she does. Uh, she was kind of taking the time, like I, I think during our break time, she was just twerking. She was just doing her thing, but in Korea. Like that what? is something that's like whoa, like you know, I've only seen this on music videos. I, I, I'm not, you know, really comfortable with all this. But Sam and I, you know, we're from the states, so we know, it's not like anything new. It's like you know, we see that we we're in a session, mm. and she was um part of that group when um we we're in one of the sessions, and she was just twerking next to one of the the producers, which was um you know the the agency. He was signed with the agency, so he was um he's working he was just trying to look right at the <laughs> screen and <laughs> her butt was just like right there the whole time and you know i sam and i we just we just couldn't stop laughing like that was just one of the fun that's hilarious you know he was just trying to keep a straight face you know <laughs> you know like not be rude by looking you know but you know like and I, i've seen him you know some of the guys just look out the window because they didn't know where else to look <laughs> oh man that was a. Uh... this is all in korea yeah that was in it was in korea okay, that makes sense all right
3: you're just wild people you know, like we're all just a bunch of wild people that have crazy ideas in our minds. We got to express sure. them. like that particular individual needed to express themselves while like vibing out and twerking, you know, trying to come up with ideas <laughs> and all okay. that. And like, you know, it's coupled with the Korean culture of like, hey, be polite, you know, be reserved and like not do that. You know, like maybe maybe that producer is a wild dude, too. But then he just knows to like, kind of like be calm in public and to see yeah, that yeah. he needs to like look away. And
2: you, you remember <laughs> think uh i don't know if we're about we're a lot swear so i'll just say the letter yeah so go she was ahead. Uh, she just screamed like because she screwed up on a part so she's like ah fuck and then um the producer freaked out because in movies they use that word to you know fight you know or, or yeah. to get into argument so he kind of yeah. whispered over to us and said hey uh is she mad at me like <laughs> are, <laughs> <fighting>? <laughs> are we arguing what's going on and i was like oh, but, oh that is so funny that is hilarious because she screamed that like every time she screwed up you know, yeah yeah you know, so it's different like culture yeah different culture and uh, you know it's something that's just so fascinating from us because especially from our end because you know we see from both sides
1: i feel like that should be like a reality tv show that comes in for the sean camps and just films all that maybe hey, one day yeah Dre, can you can you do this?
0: can i do it what do you want me to do set it up i don't know if i yeah. can do that
3: a lot of the videos would be muted because the songs would be confidential, you know? Yeah, oh, to be honest. <laughs> so funny. it wouldn't really work. <laughs> I was specifically for
0: that show exactly. Like some kind of competition. What's like one record you would take if y'all could have that one record or album? You like you're stuck in an island and you only could listen to that one album. Mm. <laughs> okay, give me like your top five. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, I, I like old records that it's just you know like nostalgia type records you know so I, I i have to go back to some of my uh old punk rock days or hey maybe even uh yeah some of the hip-hop records like kanye has to be in there i thought nice
0: like the graduation
2: uh no dropout i mean college drop out mm. you be dark twisted fantasy for sure oh
0: whoa
2: there's so many but yeah i think Some of the older records for me kind of do it for me, so. Okay, I bet.
3: At the top of my head, it'll be Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye. Um, There's a band called The Shins, and they're an indie pop rock group that changed my life back in the day, um, back in high school. But, you know, best melodies, best lyrics ever, I would take that. The album's called O Inverted World. John Mayer's first uh, major release, uh, Room for Squares.
0: Oh, were okay.
3: I would have to put in thriller, uh, MJ, and then the last one would have to be like Abbey Road by the Beatles.
0: All right, then. Mm. What about you, Jay? Well, I definitely grew up on like Kanye's like discography, of course, mm. especially in high school. Um, but I'm pretty out there. Like, I always someone asks me this question, and they always get surprised when I say it because I listen to like R and B and hip hop, but. If I had to listen to one artist, it would probably be Frank Sinatra. I think it's very oh. easygoing, easy to listen to, and i just like be in my own world. Of course, some Bob Marley. I mean, I grew up on that-ish. Yeah, oh, Michael Jackson, of course, too. Man, if I could just take everything. But, uh, yeah, you said Sean Mayer, and I was surprised you said Room for Squares, but that's a good album. I was, I would go for a Continuum. What about you, Em?
1: Uh, it's the first thing that came to my mind was Swedish House Mafia's last album. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. um
0: Did not expect that from you.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't expect it either, but it came to mind. I don't know.
0: What advice can you give to like up and coming like producers and songwriters, like like if you give one advice?
2: I always say don't let quitting be an option. But that's you know with not just this industry, but you know with everything. But I, I think it's like, you know, have you guys ever planted anything like you know lemons or you know whatever? Okay. Uh, yeah. I think I think that is what success is like. You know, it's like you visualize whatever that seed will become. Right. And, and, you know, there are days with good sunlight and weather um, Mm -hmm. there are days when everything is, you know, trying to kill that plant, you know? And, um, but I think as long as, you know, you, you care for it and you visualize, you'll always be confident that one day that plant will bear fruit. And I think just having that kind of um, mindset, no matter what happens, you know, it it really, this industry requires that for you to, uh, you know, make any step forward. And mm-hmm. so I always urge a lot of the guys that are coming up, even the people that are, you know, even my peers, even for myself, you know, I have to always remind myself that, you know, this, this thing that we do, it's not about the easy way, you know, or, or not doing it, the, you know, because, you know, it feels good all the time. I think, um, I think Kobe said it one time, you know, if it's a path that's easy, then it's a path not worth taking. And so I always keep that in mind, um, you know, with anything that, uh, comes in our path and just what we do as a team. Um, but definitely, um, you know, that's something that I would share with the audience. Yeah. And I would just say, um, uh,
3: this is something I tell myself and, you know, obviously it would apply to someone that's trying to start in the music industry as well. But, um, I would just say like, let success be only a byproduct of, of your habits and, mm-hmm. and the that you enjoy, you know, because whether you're successful or not, you just got to keep doing it. Like, so, you know, like a lot of people want success, but then does that mean that if you get success, are you going to stop? You know, it's like, is the success the thing that you really love or is the process is the making, is the creating the thing that you really love? Cause if that mm. is the case, then success, whether it comes or not, like if it does come, it's just a byproduct. It just happens. But oh. you, know, you can just be like, cool. Right. I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Mm. And then you're just as happy, you know, like, and, and that's that's what really matters in the end you're doing what you love not True. doing this so that you can eventually love yourself or love your life that shouldn't mm-hmm. be the case yeah. someone today told me
1: just the process and i was like "That's i hear it all the time but like once you're in it you're like oh yeah just process yeah but um joe you said something about I, you said it a couple times you said like visualization which was something we talked about on the podcast a number of times but i'm wondering is that something that you practice daily like actually visualizing Or is that just something that you, you know, you're constantly just thinking about what you would or intend towards what you want in life, I guess?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I've had records that come out that like I would like think about like, man, I want to land that record so bad, you know. And, um, you know, what I would do is I would actually write an email to myself and I would uh, write in the subject that I got the cup. I would write in the content saying that, congratulations, this, you know, you got the cut, you got the single, you got this. And, you know, in the morning I would wake up and that would be the first thing I, I look at. And in that, in that split second, I actually think it's real, but I, oh. then I realized, wait, yeah, I wrote this myself. This is, you know, but the reason why I do that is because I think we need to start our days, um, believing that we already succeeded. Not, not that, Oh, what if I fail? And that's the practice that I I really promote and um, try to encourage because as silly as that sounds, you know, I think for me, like when I look at an email and when when we tell ourselves that our brains, our brains cannot tell the difference if this is something that's real or not. But if it's constantly being used to something that's moving and, and, and that's kind of in the form of you know, when you manifest something, you know, and mm-hmm. when you really visualize and when you bring it to life, I think that's the practice that it requires. I think, you know, when when I start writing an email to myself and tell myself that I got the cut, um, my brain is gonna start thinking that. I'm gonna start acting that way. I'm gonna start, you know, um, start the day actually with the, you know, the reality that this is, this has already happened. So, uh, and that has, I, I, and I would actually get the, uh, the, the email from the ANR saying that I got the cut. Mm -hmm. uh but then at that point i'm not you know even that excited because i already did it to myself and i said well you know it actually um you know was supposed to happen it's almost like it's almost like well is that you know is that being cocky is that being like you know i don't think so i think for me you know it's it's important that you understand um your path and you know that this whole effort everything you're working for has its purpose, and you're moving forward in that direction. Otherwise, you're just guessing, and I think that's a lot of waste of time. Because if we're just kind of like, well, let's try it and see what happens, we don't have that much time, mm-hmm. in our lifetime, to be guessing. And uh, but if we're certain, if we really believe in something and saying saying that that's going to happen, and it's going to, you know, we visualize and we say that it's going to, um, you know, that's something that we can reach. I always say this: it's like almost like a plastic, a ziploc bag with air in it. You can't see it, but when you when there's air in it you can feel it yeah um and so i think it, you know even if we can't see it we if, as long as we know that it's there um then it's it's going to become part of your reality hey
1: yeah that was nice <laughs> i've never heard someone like writing an email to themselves but like that yeah, true. yeah that helps i'm sure i'm
2: sure i'm i'm helping a lot of songwriters and producers right now you know collect their royalties and protect their copyrights um mm. a new publishing company called decade plus music Okay. Uh, they're launching very soon and, it, it, um, you know, with some of the, my favorite writers uh, and some big names and, you know, some of them are definitely uh, bigger names in the industry and you guys will recognize. But I can't, I can't go into details. but I just want to give a heads up. Um, I have, a, I'm starting a new podcast myself, Loud Snackers. Uh, we'll, we'll have our first episode out next week. And also, yeah, we have new releases coming out this month. Um, including this dope song I wrote and produced for ITZY. Um, It's not the title, but it will be on the new album, and I'm very excited for this one, so please check that out. Uh, Lastly, I don't know if you guys know this, but I did a mixtape with Peniel a while back, Um, Mm -hmm. and we are, I know a lot of the fans have been asking about this mixtape, the next one, Volume 2, so uh, and the original one, we only printed like 500 physical copies and, like, I think only signed like 10 of them. Um, so I wanted to let you guys know if you guys want some of that to, you know, just give to your fans or whatever, just let, you know, let me know. We'll connect again. I'll send it to you guys. Oh, uh, sure. You, you guys can do some, like, you know, uh, giveaway or, or whatnot. Oh, yeah. We would love But yeah, um, Instagram, Twitter handles, it's all uh, The Real Kairos. And um, yeah, you guys can check out my updates there.
3: You can follow me at sam you will lee so s-a-m-u-i-l-e-e uh on instagram you know just to stay relevant i was thinking about doing a podcast too but then i actually put one episode up and then put it back down oh okay. why is that a self-doubt oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm working at it because it's not really like a long-form conversation type of thing it's like stuff that i'm actually putting together and like releasing it as like an organized piece of content or
1: something. Mm. We'll look forward to it. Yes.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So much for having us. Thank Thank you for
1: joining. Yeah.
0: Well, that's it for in my feels. I am JRE.
3: I'm Emily. I am Kairos. I am Sam UIL.
0: And yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next time. Yeah.
1: Thank you for listening.